Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Alex Gonzalez, who is a partner at Orange Clover, a Dutch boutique law firm. Hi Alex, great to have you on. Hi James, pleasure to be on, thank you. So just kind of by assessing the scene, what's been the attitude in the Netherlands to blockchain and crypto? Is it generally supportive or is it quite tricky to operate in? I think... uh, I think it's actually, I think it's quite uh, open-minded. Uh, it's a quite open-minded attitude. Um, and uh, like, like, like uh, to, set, to set the scene a little bit, uh, I think in the Netherlands, uh, generally, there is already a very high degree of, uh, of digitization. Uh, and uh, for example, in the area of, of, of payments, there's a very strong and good um, digital infrastructure in place in the Netherlands, and it, it and it makes Netherlands uh, quite a good uh, uh, breeding ground for emergence of of, of novel innovations uh, and growth of technical developments, also in the field of cryptocurrency and block uh, blockchain. And and this is actually um, also you know you, you can actually see this uh, in practice. Uh, uh, through the, uh, the the so-called Dutch uh, Blockchain Coalition, which is a let's say a cooperation between uh, government, uh, the, regula- the regulators, uh, uh, re- universities, researchers, um, and, and 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 the private sector, and they and they're basically um, you know they're thinking about use cases. Uh, they're they're they're, they're they're, uh, you know, they're they're trying to develop uh, new ideas uh, and 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 actually bring them into into practice. And um, it shows that 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 um, that there's quite an open mind, I think, um, in the Netherlands uh, for for these uh, these developments developments around crypto and and, and blockchain. Um, of course, um, you know. Also in the Netherlands, we're seeing this everywhere. I think uh, in other jurisdictions as well. Uh, the regulators have been warning uh, about uh, the risks involved uh, around uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, particularly the volatility, um, the risks around money laundering and and, and other criminal activities. Um, so those things, um, those things are, are are also happening, but at the same time, the regulators also have this this innovation hub where uh, where 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 parties with with new developments and innovations, also in the field of cryptocurrency or, or blockchain, can can go ask questions to the regulators, and even in certain cases. Uh, they can talk about, uh, let's say, flexible approaches to interpretation of legislation if such legislation is uh, uh, overly burdensome for those for those uh, technologies and, and, and services. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so I, I think overall a pretty open-minded, and I would actually say positive environment in the Netherlands. Uh, maybe a, a couple of, uh, of, of of additional points that I would make. Uh, we've seen what we're seeing now is that the, the the Dutch central bank is is focusing on um, let's say crypto services providers which are based uh, outside the Netherlands and which are offering their services to clients in the Netherlands and uh, and which have not registered 
uh, with the central bank uh, under the uh, Dutch implementation of the fifth anti-money laundering uh, directive. Um, and and, and, uh, and a, good, a good example of that uh, is Binance, which has very recently uh, been fined for a pretty substantial amount of, 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 of 3 million euros. Um, so that, that's one of the focus areas of the central bank right now. Um, the other thing I should say is that I think large-scale mining uh, uh, in the Netherlands, uh, I, I expect, is also going to be uh, problematic. Um, uh, there is um, the, the, the Dutch electricity grid is already uh, overloaded, and there's of course all the discussions around uh, CO2 uh, carbon emissions. So uh, uh, I, I think that uh, large-scale mining operations in the in the Netherlands will have difficulty getting the necessary permits uh, to, to set up. But generally, you know, I would say a pretty positive, open-minded attitude in the Netherlands. And out of curiosity, just because certain businesses tend to get attracted towards certain sorts of regulatory regimes, is there a sort of a type of crypto assets you tend to see? Um, type of crypto asset firm you tend to see particularly heading towards the Netherlands? Is it set particularly large, or is it kind of more general that that sort of firms across the ecosystem tending to move towards into the Netherlands? I think it's 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 across the it's it's, it's quite broad. Um, it's it's across the board. Um, I don't think there is a specific. Um, uh, focus or, or specialization in the Netherlands at this at this stage. And in terms of kind of the, the broader legal and regulatory framework, I know you touched on it a bit in passing already, yeah. but um, you know, there's usually there's the securities question and there's the crypto asset uh, registration and the money laundering. But is, is that can you give give one answer? Is that is that all there is in the Netherlands? Was there more to it than that? And how do the regimes being implemented in the Netherlands? Yeah. So so. The only the only piece of, of, of regulation legislation that we have that is specifically focused on on let's say crypto assets is the Dutch implementation of the uh, fifth uh, European fifth anti money laundering directive. Um, this is um, yeah this, so as I did this this is. This, this this regime um, has there has been quite a bit of discussion and still is quite a bit of discussion around that uh, because the Dutch central bank, which is the relevant regulator in this respect, um, they have taken uh, quite a let's say a, a bit of a burdensome approach to uh, to the whole registration requirement that that is in in, in the laws and essentially. Um, essentially, the way the central bank approaches this registration regime is that they, they, they effectively treat it as a as a license uh, application, similar to uh, similar to a MIFID uh, type license, for example. So, so it is it is in that sense in the market the whole registration procedure is is perceived as quite quite burdensome. Um, and there, uh, there has actually been um, a, a court case where one of the Dutch services providers um, uh, asked the court uh, uh, the, to, 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 make a, to make a judgment on, on this point, uh, whether the, the central bank 
is basically interpreting the rules overly burdensome for for these uh, crypto services providers, and um, uh, and 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 you know in in a way the the court um, has uh, has agreed with this 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 crypto services uh, provider in the sense that the court said that the central bank should investigate further whether it is whether it is not uh, imposing too strict requirements uh, on on the sector. Um, and another another topic um, that this uh, that this court case uh, uh, was about was the question to what extent uh, the counterparty of the client of the services provider uh, with whom that client is entering into a transaction should also be, identified by uh, by the crypto services provider and and uh, so that 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 was a huge topic and at the end of the day um, it, it looks like the central bank still requires uh, requires that so that's that's a bit of a, a bit of a burden um, but but having said that um, you know there are now more than 30 crypto services providers registered in the Netherlands and I think the whole process around this registration is uh, is now sort of uh, crystallized a bit more and I would say it's it's uh, it's doable to get the registration and 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 also compared to other uh, other jurisdictions in the EU I think it's it's actually a very similar process uh, in the Netherlands um, so, so separate from from that regime based on the fifth anti-money laundering directive, you always have to check whether cryptocurrencies do not fall in scope of uh, the other Dutch um, financial services regulation and, and securities regulation, which basically implement MIFID, AIFMD, payment services directive, electronic money directive, um, prospectus regulation, all, all that. Um, and, and in practice, if, if you look at the type of cryptos that we that we typically see, um, the, the analysis will be that a, a let's say a, a transaction crypto, so a crypto whereby value is transferred from one place to another, like, like Bitcoin or Litecoin, that's that's generally speaking outside the scope of uh, of of any of any regulation that we currently have in place. Uh, the same goes for uh, uh, let's call it utility cryptos, uh, so cryptos that give uh, owners the right uh, to use specific applications uh, on 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 the platform uh, or, or, or the blockchain. Uh, where where it gets more interesting is when we have when you have a, a let's call it an investment crypto so a crypto which 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 in in essence has the purpose of generating uh, some sort of income or profit for 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 the holder then really um, you know you have to assess whether such crypto could qualify as a security. Uh, a security typically is a negotiable instrument uh, similar to a share or a bond. And so if the crypto has has features similar to, to those type of instruments, it could qualify as a security and bringing it in scope of things like the prospectus regulation, 
and 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 a bro and a broker offering clients the possibility to uh, to buy and sell these type of cryptos could could, could uh, fall into the scope of the Dutch implementation of Mifid. Um, so th those things could play th those things could play a role. Um, other things to mention: eh, we obviously also have um, have have implemented the electronic money. Uh, uh, directive in the Netherlands. Um, generally speaking, electronic money in the Netherlands is deemed um, to be money which is issued by a central, uh, uh, centrally based issuer. So typically where you have uh, cryptos, uh, it does not qualify as such because uh, often the, the, the you know the, the, the cryptos are decentralized, um, so so the, the 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 electronic money rules are typically not uh, not an issue. Um, one of the things that is interesting as well is that the payment services directive uh, uh, could apply in situations where uh, cryptos are used for the payment of goods particularly in situations where uh, um, those cryptos are um, you know immediately converted into uh, to to fiat money uh, upon payment to avoid and uh, the volatility uh, risks uh, that that are there with, with with typically with cryptos so that that's also i think a topic to uh, to to bear in mind um, yeah, so that that's currently that's currently the the situation in the Netherlands from a regulatory perspective. Um, obviously, we're awaiting uh, Mika. The Dutch government has clearly said that it very much welcomes uh, regulation uh, for the crypto space, uh, but they also clearly stated that they want this regulation. Uh, to be, um, you know, to be issued uh, from an international or EU perspective. Uh, uh, so, so I don't expect that there will be specific local Dutch rules um, in place in the meanwhile uh, until Mika is, uh, is 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 going to be implemented in in the Netherlands. That's been really interesting. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. Um, if anyone listening would like to reach out to Alex, his email is a.gonzalez, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z, -E at orangecloverlaw.com. Thanks, Alex, for coming on. It's been fascinating. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Gunner Cook has a market-leading blockchain, crypto assets and DeFi team, providing legal advice across the whole of the blockchain ecosystem. Our members have been heavily involved in helping shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets from the start, meaning that we have an intuitive understanding of our clients' needs and can provide focused, pragmatic advice at predictable cost. For more information, please visit our website. Thank you again.